With networking, I think the fundamental factor is the purpose behind it. So are you wanting to change careers? Are you wanting to get promoted? Are you wanting to build your personal brand? Why are you doing it? Introverts especially really need that bigger purpose, that reason, that why to motivate us to keep going when it gets hard. This is Brand Story, a podcast celebrating the stories of real people who are making an impact on brands, business, and the world around them. My guest today is Daisy Simonis, and Daisy is the founder of Empowered Introverts. Hi, Daisy. Welcome today. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, it's really going to be fun to talk to you. I follow you on LinkedIn. I love your content. And I know you started at uh, your career at Oxford University Press, and you're calling in today from Oxford, England? Yes, I am. So you're, uh, you're uh, well, I think, our first international guest. We have a few more coming up, but it's pretty exciting to have you here. You've been involved in a lot of startups and also uh, arranging TEDx conferences and doing a lot of things. What made you start Empowered Introverts? Yeah, so um, I started off my career working in publishing, in book publishing, as you mentioned, and it attracts a lot of typically young women who are usually fairly introverted and um, I was surrounded by these amazing incredible women who some of them didn't feel confident to speak up and share their opinion and their and their thoughts even though what they had was really useful to share they just weren't able to do that. Um, I was fortunate enough to jump ship and start working for a startup and there I had to come out of any shell that I was hiding in. I had to speak up, I had to present my opinion. And I realized how how frustrating it had been beforehand not feeling like I was able to do that. So I, um, and I really wanted to help people. So I combined the parts of me that I thought I could talk about a lot, so um, introvert, and what I had learned, so people skills and communication, put them together and did some research. It seemed like there's a lot of pain around this area. A lot of introverts feel like they get passed over for promotions or they get ignored or overlooked um, and started writing content and have been fortunate enough to grow some sort of following, which is really exciting. Yeah, your following is very robust and I follow you and I really enjoy your content. And uh, that's how we ended up talking today because I'm an introvert. And, you know, my point of view on being an introvert, I've, I've shared with you, you know, on some of your posts. And I think each introvert has a very unique way of experiencing it. And uh, so it sounds like you've come a long way. You know, some introverts have a really hard time speaking up, especially in group situations. And for you to be in the publishing world and then be where you are today, what have you, what have you had to overcome? What have you really worked on? Oh, so much. I think a lot of it is the fear of putting um, yourself out there in the fear of being rejected or of being spoken over. Um, I tend to find a lot of introverts um, think that interrupting or being interrupted is really rude. And that's typically because we tend to think in our mind. So we we have these internal thoughts and that's how we process information and ideas. Whereas someone who is perhaps a little more extroverted, they speak to think. So for them, interrupting is just, well, I was just thinking and I wanted to, you know, bounce these ideas across. But for an introvert, they find it really difficult. So being able to reframe that, learn how to interrupt nicely, because you can in a nice way, and getting, I guess, developing the confidence to speak up, that's been a really big learning curve. And then on top of that, going from a very female-dominated industry to a very male-dominated industry, and that within itself 
creates all sorts of communication shifts and tweaks that you have to do. Oh, I bet. And you said you were in the publishing industry. It was, you know, predominantly female. And I know you were part of a female founder collective as well. And do you find that female introverts uniquely have even a harder time than male introverts in some ways? I don't know, Steve. I think there are a lot of assumptions society has and coming from a British cultural upbringing that um, men are the one who, ones who are expected to speak out and be confident and have these opinions. Whereas women, I guess it's a little bit more forgiving. You also have to fight to have your voice heard in a different way. So I don't know, it's a very complex question. I think at the heart of it, a lot of fear around confidence and self-worth, lack of self-worth comes out no matter how you identify. Um, but yeah, it's complex. Yeah, that, I mean, I know it's really complex and I've certainly seen in you know the American business environment, tons of men who are unqualified to speak mansplain a brilliant woman and <laughs> Maybe we can yeah. help put an end to that crapola, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it still happens a lot. You know, I'm an introvert as well, so I always wait my turn to speak and try to, you know, have my thoughts together before I speak. And being around extroverts, uh, I always find them very exhausting because they do, they speak to think. So a lot of times you're waiting for the thought and they're working out what they're trying to think about mm -hmm. at you. And mm -hmm. it can be very tiring for an introvert. And I don't think they understand that. No, of course not. Um, I, I guess part of that is because as introverts, we high stimulating environments exhaust us, whether that's noises or crowds or voices or lots of flashing lights, um, depending on how sensitive you are to your environment. And so being with someone who is incredibly chatty may be fine for a shorter amount of time. And again, it varies from introvert to introvert. Um, but I think also the pandemic and lockdowns has shifted that. So I've heard a lot of people say beforehand they would be able to be in these um, noisy environments for longer. But because we haven't had that for so long, the period of coping just reduces. And so yeah. maybe even going out for two hours can leave you with an introvert hangover where you just don't want to speak to anyone. No, I know, I know what you mean. And I have introverted friends that are the same way. Once you get... You know, because introverts can function very well in quiet, and they work very hard when they're working on their own. And uh, one of the things that I've always found interesting is a lot of people mistake mistake introversion for shyness. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Um, it's a common common misconception, and I can see why from the external perspective, someone who is introvert and someone who is shy, they look the same. They're the person who doesn't speak up in a meeting room or the person who doesn't want to um, go out and meet new people. But from an internal perspective, it's very different. So shyness is typically the fear of social judgment. Um, and a lot of us are shy. We, we focus on the differences between us and the people around us. Whereas someone who is introvert and introverted may just be experiencing a feeling of overwhelm. Um, there's too much going on. And because our thoughts literally take a longer pathway in our brain, Sometimes the conversation has moved on before we've had a chance to speak. Right. But again, from the external perspective, they are the same. And it's not helped by um, the dictionaries who do use those words interchangeably. So Oxford languages, for example, um, part of their definition of introversion includes the word shy. So no wonder we confuse the two. Yeah, absolutely. And I know a lot of introverts that aren't shy at all. 
you know, me included. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think anybody would say I was shy, but I'm definitely an introvert. After I've been around people, I want quiet. I want to retreat. But uh, I've always been a little bit more on the outspoken side of the introverts. Um, so that, that said, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because you're really familiar with this, is I think people lump introverts all into one. Like, oh, they're introverts. That's just, you know, I may, might have a limited understanding. But there are a lot of different kinds of introverts. So it depends on um, what you believe in and what you follow. So the most commonly um, used types is the Myers-Briggs yeah. Um, categorization, which I'm assuming you're familiar well, with. Um, yeah. Do you know what type you are? Um, yeah, I'm an INFP. Nice. Okay. So I, according to this, an INFJ. So we're very similar apart from the, the judging or perceiving. Um, and that can be helpful to discover more about how you tick as a human being. So um, because I am quite J. So I like organizing, I like um, things being in boxes, you know, color coding, et cetera, et cetera. Um, my current role um, doing operations for a startup fits those strengths very well. So it is just a nice way of discovering more about who you are. Um, it can become dangerous if you then start to use it as an excuse. So for example, I can't go to this party because I am an introvert, an I, not an E, an extrovert. Um, there's another type of uh, introvert I guess, classification, um, which is the four different shades of introversion. So introversion as a word is very broad. It um, covers a lot of ground. And uh, some research has found that there are actually four types, um, social, thinking, anxious, and reserved. Um, and it, it's just essentially how you show up to the world slightly differently. Um, but yeah, it's a very, uh, it's, an, it's an area which uh, there's lots of different research going on, which is really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And I think it really helps people to talk about it. There are a good deal of people that look at it as, you know, something that's holding them back. And it very well may be. There are other people all over the spectrum of like, well, I'm pretty proud of my introverted qualities. Or maybe they've gotten to a different place at it or they thought about it more or they just experience it differently. So that's one of the things I've noticed on your content is you have a lot of different voices speaking to this where you'll have some people that seem to respond of like thank you so much i didn't even realize that to other people being like wait a second i'm i'm good you know i feel fine with that do you find there's a wide variety of ways that people respond to the information you put out there oh totally steve and that is part of the joy i guess of of building a brand i get to meet so many different people like you say there are some people who um are just their experience of introversion is validated by what I say. And I get messages from people who say, like, it, it was as if you were peering into my mind and reading my thoughts, which is so cool. Um, I have other people who say, I didn't realize I was more introverted until I resonated so deeply with your content, which is also cool. And then you also get people who can disagree with everything that I say. And that's also amazing because we are all these complex human beings. Um, and how we show up to the world is very different. So it's really nice having this cacophony of voices in my content. That's great. Yeah, and I've, I've watched your audience grow. I, I started following you during the pandemic, just like I, someone else that I was following was following you. I saw your content and I really enjoy it. So if anyone out there is uh, listening or watching this, please uh, find Daisy on uh, LinkedIn and follow her. Her content is amazing. If you're an introvert, you'll really enjoy it. And if you're an extrovert, maybe you'll learn something about us introverts. 
which I think is really valuable. I appreciate you saying that. Oh, that absolutely. A lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know it's hard to, you, you're starting this thing, it's your own brand and you're building it. And I really respect that because, uh, you know, I've, I've known I've been an introvert for so many years and it's not something that gets talked about that much. And it was really nice to see you out there sort of championing introverts and the positive qualities and, and the great things that introverts do. Uh, something that I was talking to a friend about who's an introvert while I was getting ready for your interview was the pandemic was almost a part of, part of how the pandemic worked out with everyone work going to hybrid work environments or working from home. I kind of felt like was tailor-made for introverts and how we work. Did you find that as well? It's, you know, this is another tricky question. In many ways, yes, because that fear of missing out, that FOMO, wasn't there. Um, there was no need for you to put yourself into these big networking events or to go and to these big meetings and speak up because in person you weren't able to do that. But on the flip, the flip side, introverts, they, we do need social connection. We're humans and without that, it can get quite sad and sometimes you can um, feel really lonely. So although many experiences um, of people who I know who are introverted in the pandemic have been quite positive, um, I think it perhaps went too far some ways um, and just lots and lots of loneliness. But it's been such an amazing opportunity for people to realise that they were getting burnt out. They were exhausted by their pace of life beforehand. And I know I'm definitely one of those people who was doing an insane amount because that's what you did. Um, and then stepping back and realizing, oh, hold on, there is a different way to live life. Yeah. Which is really cool. It is really cool. And I, I'm glad you, you mentioned that it's a misconception because I always try to ask questions that are, you know, just sort of what people wonder sometimes and maybe not necessarily what I wonder. But, you know, I've had so many people think that that being an introvert means you don't need social connection. Like, oh, you'll be fine. You're an introvert. And it's absolutely not true. The difference is, is that sometimes, you know, you'll really enjoy a conversation one-on-one -on -one or even a few people. It's that a party with, you know, 15 or 20 people, a lot of noise. It's almost like I can hear what everyone in the room is saying at the same time. Like it's just tiring. I just don't enjoy it. So it isn't. So I, I think a lot of people have that misconception of introverts that, oh, you're fine if you don't have a you know human connection. Couldn't be further from the truth. Completely yes, and it is a very stereotypical assumption. Um, I prefer to think of introverts, people who are more introverted, as being selectively social. Um, it was Simon Sinek, I think, who said that an introvert starts the day with five gold coins and with every social interaction they lose a coin whereas someone who is more extroverted starts the day without any gold coins and they gain a gold coin at every interaction so for us people who are more introverted where we spend our coins becomes a bigger deal so if i do want to go out and socialize that an evening then perhaps they spend the day um, recharging and getting ready for that rather than having breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then going out all with people. Because your tank is empty. Yeah, exactly. It's just your energy tank has just decreased, which is, you know, it happens to all of us. And I have nothing against extroverts. I've actually worked with a lot of them closely, and but it can be very difficult. And the reason being is that example you just gave of the coins is I, I would actually feel like if I was working one-on-one -on -one with an extrovert that was highly extroverted, that I would just feel my coins going from my wallet to theirs. And by the end of the meeting, it wasn't that I lost five coins or that I was broke. I didn't have any more <laughs> coins 
They had all my <laughs> coins, you know, yeah. two hour meeting and I'm done because they're so extroverted. And I'm, you know, the thing about introverts is that overall, most introverted people I know are very good listeners. You know, we're trying to actually intense, intensely and accurately listen to what's being said. So I think that might be, you know, if you're listening really carefully or putting a lot of energy into it, it's tiring. For sure. Active listening is exhausting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and then add to that, what typically happens for introverts is we we connect the dots. So we're quite good at complex problem solving. So I'm talking to you, but my brain is also connecting the dots from what you're saying now to what you said 10 minutes ago to our conversations on LinkedIn to anything else that it's reminded me that might be useful to share for your audience. So all of this is going on while really actively listening. So, you know, no wonder we lose energy. Yeah. And that's like one of the things you and I have talked about online some is I love how many different kinds of introverts are, interact in your content. Everyone's so kind and you give such great supportive advice, you know, and I'll ask you some of the things that you give advice on because if people are listening and they don't think much about being an introvert, I'd love if they got to take away some helpful hints from this episode. But one of the things that I, I you know, talk to you about online is I've, I've gotten to the point where I think being an introvert is my superpower. Like I absolutely believe that and I love being an introvert. I celebrate it um, because my ability to listen, like authentically listen to people is something that not everyone can do. Yeah, definitely. And it's all about leaning into your strengths, leaning into what comes naturally to you or what you find a little bit easier than other skills or abilities that you've picked up. And once you know what those are, um, you're able to build your life around them. And then life might feel less like wading through mud, but instead um, that you are actively taking charge of your future, which is so exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. So what's your favorite way um, to recharge? Oh, reading fiction. <laughs> reading so much fiction. Yes, yeah, yeah completely. Um, this weekend I was really burnt out and um, read three books cover to cover. Um, just, it was just bliss. <laughs> That's great. That's a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, I do the same thing. I read fiction, but I also um, love to just sit like in nature and just mm -hmm. listen and be there. And I love to study things. I love to just find something. I was doing, you know, our conversation. So I was reading all sorts of articles and books about introversion. And then on Thursday, I have a conversation about NFTs. So I've just been like reading every article on earth about it. And I love that about being an introvert because I love to study. Yeah. And it's those periods of deep focus, which again is another typical introvert strength, being able to deeply focus on something, which is where the creativity comes. So it's no wonder people like Albert Einstein or JK Rowling, who are introverts, have come up with these amazing life altering ideas because they honed their strengths of deep focus, complex problem solving, um, observation of the world around them. And just like you're doing, spending time investing in an area of study. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's really rewarding. And I, like, I hope that introverts that maybe don't feel great about being an introvert um, can follow your content and start to feel better about it. Because, you know, I, I think the world has classically been an extroverted world. And maybe that's changing a little bit, I hope. Maybe. I think um, the shift towards remote working might be quite helpful. Yeah. Um, I'm all for people having the choice and the freedom to work how they work best rather than being forced to go to an office. Um, 
but we will see if that is a long-term thing or if it was just a, a bounce back to, to COVID. Yeah, I hope it lasts because some people definitely work better that way. So one of the things that I've seen you help people with is networking can be especially hard for introverts. And I've seen you give a lot of different advice on how to do that and how you develop that skill as an extrovert. Do you have anything that you could tell people to consider? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, with networking, I think the fundamental factor is the purpose behind it. So are you wanting to change careers? Are you wanting to get promoted? Are you wanting to build your personal brand? Why are you doing it? Introverts especially really need that bigger purpose, that reason, that why to motivate us to keep going when it gets hard. So firstly, figure out what you're doing it for. And then here, I guess this is where it becomes more introverted than extroverted, um, focus on quality over quantity. So instead of wanting to meet 10, 20 people, focus on five um, and really, really invest your time and patience and energy into getting to know these people before reaching out to have, for example, a one-on-one -on -one coffee chat. Um, follow their content. Um, a tip that I like to give is find their least, least active, no, least followed but most active social media account. So for example, someone that you found on LinkedIn who's quite a big follower, let's say they're quite big in the marketing world, they might also have a Twitter account that has less engagement on it. If you engage on their Twitter account, you're more likely to be noticed and you'll stand out a lot better than being one of hundreds of people who do it on LinkedIn. Um, so figure out what they like to talk about, how they like to talk about, when they post, why they post, etc. And spend you know, a good few weeks, maybe one or two months, just engaging and adding value and um, showing that you would be an interesting person to talk to. And once you have built up that relationship, the next step would be send them a message, perhaps with some more value. Um, so I saw you wrote about marketing today in relation to e-commerce brands. This is something I think about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts and naturally spark up the conversation before asking to perhaps discuss further. It's that slower build. It means that we can tiptoe out of our comfort zone rather than leaping out of it and trying to schedule as many things as possible. It can feel scary because um, quality over quantity might feel like you're reducing the number of opportunities that you have around you. But be, that's why the, the purpose and the reason from the beginning is really important. And also that time that you spend building up that relationship in the beginning will show you if this person will help you and vice versa. So the, yeah, the introverted way of networking is a bit more slower, taking your time, thinking about it, and knowing that you have enough time, there's no need to rush. And sometimes the better relationships are those that go deeper and take longer to build. I love that. Being patient about networking and developing real relationship by adding value is 100% a great fit for introverts. That's how I've always approached LinkedIn. That's why I enjoy it. It's, you know, some of the reasons I started this podcast came out of the pandemic and wanting, I wasn't getting the opportunity to have really great conversations one-on-one -on -one with people that I had just met. And that's one of the things as an introvert that I love. So I created this so that I'd be able to talk to fascinating people one-on-one, -on -one, no matter where they were. And, you know, a lot, a lot of podcast people start because they're trying to sell something. I, we don't, this is about talking to interesting people. <laughs> you know, that's why we're doing it. So we have all kinds of different guests and it's a blast. But I think that kind of networking, there's a, I don't know if you follow someone on, uh, 
Moyngdon named Jay Harrington. I recognize the name from your podcast. Yeah. You did an episode with yeah, him. Yeah, he did do an episode yeah. with him. Yeah, the abundance one. Yeah. And, and he is uh, um, a thought leader around the legal field, and he's a great writer. And his, you know, he looks at LinkedIn as sort of a place where you use the abundance of generosity and you help people and you offer value. So it really goes along with what you were saying of, you know, just be patient and actually really engage because I think that's so much more valuable than when you're just trying to network with 500 people, get names, you know, it just doesn't, I don't think it resonates. No, and and maybe it does for some people, but for a lot of people who are more introverted, it just doesn't work. I know from experience with my content that people who do regularly engage with me, if they then send me a connection request or send me a message asking for advice or, or my input on something, I'm much more likely to give my time away um, because they're a familiar face and I know that they are less of a stranger. Like We've been chatting over comments for a long time. So it, yeah, it's just a great strategy to build up those relationships. And you never know. I mean, it's kind of the field of all possibilities. You never know when you're going to meet someone you truly connect with. You don't know, you know, if you'll end up working together someday. And it's just so much better to approach situations not having any kind of agenda. Yes. You know, like yes. I think everyone yeah. in this day and age is a little over someone selling to them. Oh, God, yeah. Let's just get to know each other and then, you know, <laughs> that'll do. I think, it's, I think it's a much better way to go about it. So since you've been doing this, how, how have your – ideas around introversion or how has your career evolved since you started Empowered Introverts? Um, funnily enough, Steve, the more I talk about introversion, the less I, do, I like labels. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's great. Mainly because I can see how negative an impact it can have unless you're really careful with them. Um, so yeah, it has been that, which has been quite exciting to, to delve into. Um, Another part of it has been um, realizing that there's only one of me and I do a lot of things. I'm very fortunate to be involved in many different um, companies and projects and um, I cannot help as many people as I want to. I just don't have the energy or the time. So I looked at the questions I was being asked, the messages I was receiving and put together a course to help those of us who identify as introverts um, with conversations because that and networking because there's a lot of pain around there, which is really exciting to research and create um, and then launch. Um, so it has, and it's shifted my, my ways of thinking in terms of helping people. Beforehand, I guess I go into this with, you have these big ideas and these big goals and these big dreams, and then you realize actually at the end of the day, if I've made an impact on one person's life, then it's all worth it. There's nothing else that I would want to do. And that is something that's just so amazing. That's great. And I was going to ask you about your course. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Yes, of course. So um, it is helping someone who is, who is uh, introverted um, feel comfortable and confident walking up to someone they've never met and having a, com a conversation with them. So by the end of the course, I expect and hope and would like to think that you would be able to do that. And because this requires practice and um, putting the theory into action, um, I created a video course along with a PDF. And the idea is, as you work through the videos, there are accompanying activities that you can do to really put this into practice and start exercising your communication muscles. That's all it is. It's just learning how to talk to people 
but using different techniques that haven't been built for extroverts, that won't make you feel awful about yourself, that won't make you become overwhelmed or feel shy, um, but with the same result. So, um, and with a, with a lovely bonus of feeling more confident, because people's skills are everything. They impact every area of our life. And when you feel like you've mastered them, then there are so many opportunities. Yeah, I took a look at your at your course and what you teach, and I think you know we'll link to it on this uh, podcast episode. And uh, again, you know, we'll also put your LinkedIn out there so that people hopefully will connect with you. Um, Daisy's course looks amazing, and I think there's some real value there, whether you're an introvert or not, because you really what you are teaching is just courteous communication skills that I think we could all lose learn from, and especially introverts if they're a little hesitant to do it. I think it's very encouraging. And I think it's just a really, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is I think your content and your course are just really positive. You're just helping people do something that we all need to do and that enriches our lives. And I think the way that you're going about it is really nice. So good for you. Oh, thanks, Steve. That means a lot. That is why I continue to do it, to be honest. Um, I think the more compassion you have to humankind, the more selfishly your life is enriched as well because the world feels slightly more magical um so yeah it's really exciting to hear you say that yeah it's really good stuff so try to keep it up i know you've got you've got a lot of uh things you work on but i think it's really cool what you're doing so one of the things i wanted to ask you about is you know we talked you you mentioned labels and i think that that's you know it's it's so hard because i i know just having the label introvert or you start thinking of yourself that way it can have so many downsides once you label anything but sometimes you have to do it to be able to have a handle on what you're talking about so i'm going to use another label i'm going to talk about about extroverts for a second and we'll just have faith out there that people aren't going to use labels as stereotypes hopefully so what one of the things that i started thinking about when we were doing this is that you don't often see the reverse you see people giving tips for introverts and introverts being like Here's, you know, you see a lot of material on how to understand introverts, how to understand yourself, but it's almost like all that advice is based on extroverts and there's nothing out there about trying to understand what you're doing as an extrovert and maybe understanding it and doing it better or listening a little bit more authentically, (laughs) you know, I'm not trying to bash extroverts right now, but it seems like the whole introvert world is somewhat based off of the extrovert being the standard. I mean, that's you could also apply that to the male-female yeah. um, ratio as well. So default is typically male, and then female is seen as other. So here, default is typically extrovert, and introvert is seen as other. Um, but like you said um, before, we are in an extroverted bias society, and that's just how things have happened. That's how people get jobs or you know, grow their career or get married. It's about your network, your connections, learning to talk to people. So those of us who find that more difficult, well, of course, we feel a little bit undervalued. But um, it, yeah, it, you make a very interesting point about how it is, it is all biased towards, this is how introverts can learn to fit in, rather than this is what people who are more extroverted could do to make society a bit more conclusive. Right. Maybe that will change. Yeah, maybe it will. And I, I don't know why I feel like it has started to change a little bit. I think people talk about it much, with a little, a lot more awareness. I think there's a lot more people that don't just assume, oh, introverts, you're shy. You know, yeah. people try to understand it. I think that's, and then you have people like you out there, you know, uh, helping people and talking about it. And I think that's a really good thing. So since we're celebrating extroverts in an, I mean, introverts in an extroverted world, what do you think are some strengths that introvert that introverts have? 
Oh, so many wonderful strengths. Um, we've mentioned a few um, a lot. So, for example, active listening is definitely one. Um, an introvert is someone who I guess is more of a natural born listener because we are typically quieter by nature and we take in all the information around us, um, all the opinions, everything we're being presented with. We digest it, we think about it, and then we offer up our answer, which is why introverts are seen as a, a little bit more thoughtful. Um, because like we said before, we think to, to, we think to understand rather than speak to understand. Um, introverts are also typically observant, so we notice everything that's going on around us. We might be the person who picks up on someone feeling a little bit sad at a party and goes over to see if they're okay. Um, we might be the person who realises that something's off and it doesn't feel right in the office and try to make amends for that. So um, we do have a, great, a greater understanding of the world around us. I think introverts also have this amazing superpower that we don't have to be around people all the time. We can choose to take ourselves off somewhere, go and research and study, um, really dive into something that we're passionate about before being selectively social, coming back out, spending time with our loved ones, our friends. But that is a bonus rather than having to be a default which I think is amazing if you're someone who is curious, loves to learn, um, wants to soak in all the knowledge the world has to offer. I see that as a benefit, but I think someone who is more extroverted might see spending time with people as a way to do that as well. So it, I think it really depends on what your perceptions are and what your ultimate goals are as well. If you're someone who wants to write a book, then perhaps being more introverted might be helpful with that because you can focus for long periods of time without people around you. Um, yeah, so many exciting things for introverts. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think, you know, you kind of touched on, it's a balance. I mean, with introverts, we fit with extroverts really well on teams and we need them and their energy comes out in a different way than ours. And I think it works best when everyone appreciates each other's qualities. So I have an extroverted friend that, would, that I worked with for years that would always say to me, like, I would tell them about something I read. And they'd be like, when do you get the time to do all this reading? You're always reading something. And I'd be like, because I take the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they'd be like, oh, right. I just yeah. don't have time for that because I'm always going to this thing or that thing. Sure. And I'd yeah. be like, well, tell me about it. And then they'd tell me about it. And I'd be like, wow, you learned a lot at that. So really, yeah, we're, we're doing similar things in different ways. So I just think yeah. it's you know, a really interesting combination when you get all those different types of personalities together it's really cool and i love your focus on inclusivity there and that is what brings us all together it's about getting to where you want to be to what success is for you but in a way that suits you rather than feeling like you have to change who you are to get to that same point but make it a hundred times more difficult because instead of going away spending hours researching something you think you have to go to conferences or big networking events the end result is the same. It's just the method of getting there is different. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that's something that I hope people take away from this. And I, I hope uh, organizations would take away is that if you want people to learn or even if they're in sales and no matter what their role is, some of them are going to be better to send to the conference and others are going to be better to do the virtual thing or talk to people one on one. You know, the more we celebrate each other's individual strengths, the better off we are. Yeah, totally. And I think that's one of the beauties that comes out of these, like Myers-Briggs test or um, Ray Dalio recently released a, a Principles Us um, assessment. And it's so interesting finding out how the people around you at work operate. 
what is what they're really good at and what they hate and then perhaps you can change and shift your workload so that you like, excel at work rather than feeling like you have to drag yourself through the day yeah and i think that kind of culture where it celebrates the differences and people get to use their strength is what we're all looking for whether it's in friend groups or work or no matter what it is so let me i'm going to kind of go to a different part of the interview i'm just going to ask you some questions just uh that these guests always find these fun um what piece of advice were you given at some point in your life that's really stuck with you be really kind to yourself and this is especially true for all of us um very uh, high achievers, hard workers, people who think that we could, could always be doing more. And it's true, you could always be doing more. But at the end of the day, there is only one you. And although our minds are often stronger than our bodies and we can push through um, illness or burnout long-term, that isn't the best habit to get into. So being really kind to yourself was life-changing to me. That's great. Um, so what's something you've learned recently or this week? Oh, um, <laughs> I was reading a book about, um, Sicily. This is a very odd thing. No, that's, that's great. Not, that's why I, <laughs> not I love these questions. <laughs> um, and, um, I learned that to get from the island of Sicily at the bottom of Italy to the mainland of Italy, you go in a train, which then goes onto a boat the boat takes the train across and then the train just joins up with the railway and continues onward. I thought that was so cool. I've never come across it before. <laughs> that's really cool. That is cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah, I love asking that question because I never know what I'm going to get and it's always really amazing. Um, I'm going to look that up now. That's really cool. <laughs> so <clears throat> what's uh, one book or article that you would recommend reading for anyone that's interested in, in introversion or, or, you know, any of the things that you care about? I'm going to recommend two. One of them is Quiet by Susan Cain. Very, very famous introvert book. Life-changing for a lot of people who are introverts because it helps you realize there's nothing wrong with you. Um, quite heavy, quite academic, might take a while to read. The lighter version is um, Sorry I'm Late, I Didn't Want to Come by Jessica Pan, which is an introvert living in an extroverted world for a year. So she puts herself out there and all the terrifying things and it's a really laugh out loud um, experience. So I recommend both of those. Those are great. I'll have to look at those. Uh, quiet, I've seen. The other one I hadn't heard of. Um, so can you tell me something that you think is true that sometimes people disagree with you about? The world is much bigger than we think. And many possibilities that don't feel like possibilities can happen. <laughs> That's great. You're really fun to interview, by the way. You, know, like really, <laughs> you just have great answers. Um, so let me ask you, this will be our last question. And that we've been talking about 45 minutes. And thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Good. I'm glad. I've had a great time talking with you. So if you could tell your younger self or give your younger self any advice, what would it be? To recognize that it will all end up okay. And that you don't need to work yourself and put so much pressure on yourself to get to that point. That's great. That, I mean... I've, I've kind of heard you talk about self-care and being kind to yourself a few times. And that's something that I think is just a, a theme that I, I hear all sorts of guests on this show uh, talk about. And so thank you for sharing that. I think, I think being kind to ourselves and, and not driving ourselves into the ground is an incredibly important way to behave in this day and age. Yes, 
Definitely. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on. I had a blast talking to you and uh, I want to thank the audience that's listening and we'll put links to Daisy's content and to your course. And I really implore everyone, please go check out her content. She is a kind, brilliant person that talks about things that I think we can all learn from. Oh, Steve, thank you. It's been such a pleasure. I really am humbled and honored to have been invited on. Thank you. Want to hear more inspiring stories? Subscribe on your preferred podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what we're doing, please rate, review, and share. It's the best way to support us. Thank you for listening to Brand Story.